My name is Jonathan Blackwood. Welcome to My Tech Decisions Podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Robert Marshall, PhD, CSPM, PMP, and adjunct professor at SNHU. In part two of our interview, Robert and I discuss what to do about other projects throughout the company, as well as waterfall and agile strategies for project management. Dr. Robert Marshall is a certified senior project manager, a certified project management professional, a subject matter expert and peer reviewer for multiple organizations, including the Project Management Institute, the International Project Management Association, and more. He's also an adjunct professor at Southern New Hampshire University. Suffice it to say, Dr. Marshall knows a lot about project management. We invited him on the podcast to distill some of the knowledge to our end user audience. At the end of the day, a technology project needs to be managed just like everything else. You need to plan, schedule, manage, adjust, and unify the project. Meanwhile, you need to gather metrics and more to show that the project is on schedule and still viable. Dr. Marshall is here to help you accomplish all of your goals throughout the project. We walk through the project management process from the very first stages. He explains the need for focus during the planning process and offers some tips and advice for planning. He advocates for the need to track everything that is happening, from quantifiable data to more general anecdotes that show progress. He also offers some advice on programs to help track. We then discuss the schedule and timeline. Again, Dr. Marshall gives advice on how to create a schedule and explains the program he uses to track the schedule and why he uses it. Finally, we discuss waterfall and agile project management techniques. Dr. Marshall breaks down each strategy and gives pros and cons for which you should follow. He offers his own suggestion as to what works best, but you'll walk away with an understanding of both strategies. This interview is long and expansive, almost 50 full minutes of details and advice on project management best practices. Therefore, we've split it up into two parts. The first was released in last week's My Tech Decisions podcast, episode 37. You can listen to the second part of the interview now. Enjoy. Before we get to the interview, a quick reminder that My Tech Decisions podcast is now available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Make sure to subscribe in order to instantly download the latest interviews with expert AV integrators, IT providers, security installers, technology manufacturers, and commercial technology decision makers like yourself. If you like what you hear, you can leave a comment and rate the podcast as well. Search for My Tech Decisions podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Download and subscribe. Now let's get to the interview. You mentioned scheduling a few times uh, in your answer, but just quickly uh, to go a little bit more into that, how how should project managers go about creating their schedule and their timeline for the project? Yeah, uh, thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, so you know, a lot like you know, we touched on it in uh, in in planning in general, but again, the the best way to do it is it's always bottom up, right? So Find find those people who really know how much time it takes to do something. Um, you know, your your best bet is, um, you know, the te- the techs. They they do the work every day. They know how long it's going to take. They've done it a thousand times, and um, you can take their 
uh, estimates to the bank. If, if they say it's going to take two weeks to um, cable a, 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 a 30,000 square foot um, floor in a high-rise building, you can bet that's going to be a pretty good estimate. And so find the people that really know um, and, and get their estimate and then kind of roll that up. So you'll get it from you know, the, the techs, you'll get it from the programmers, you'll get it from the hardware installers, you know, if, if they're different groups. And you, you take all of their expert estimates and roll them up. And when you add it all up, you'll have a project um, timeline from start to finish that's going to be as accurate as you can possibly get. Okay, and uh, you touched on this a little bit earlier as well, but if we could go a little bit more in depth, other projects that are going on throughout the company and really the goals and initiatives of the organization as a whole. As a project manager, you have your specific project, but how do you make sure that it fits in with the overall goals and initiatives and other projects going on in the organization? Right, right. So uh, so that's, a, that's an interesting question. So, you know, to me, uh, when I think about, you know, the words, how does it fit, right? So what, what, what jumps out at me about that question, it's about perspective, right? So you, you want to make sure you have, as a project manager and your team members as well, the right perspective of your project. And, and let me see if I can kind of explain that a little bit. Um, so, so all projects, even before you get started, um, have been vetted, right? So, you know, typically they may even go to the board, right? That the board will want to review it, um, and they have certain uh, evaluation criteria that they 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 rate your project on. This is all part of the project selection uh, process. So. You know, if if they're evaluating your project based on uh, uh, financial um, uh, measures, you know, return on investment, uh, net present value, you know, total contribution to the um, the budget. I mean, whatever the financial measures are, it's important to know that. I mean, that's an important perspective to have because that perspective is going to drive you know, drive the PM's actions and, and drive decision making. Um, so how your how your project was selected is important for a project manager to know. Oftentimes we don't, you know, we're not told that in the beginning, but um, but if you can probe a little bit, if you can ask your you know your leadership for that insight, it's extremely helpful because it, it may not only be a, a financial. Uh, Factor that that's the reason that your project uh, is being done. It could be a non-financial. You see this in the in the public sector all the time, where they don't necessarily have a, a profit motive. But um, you know, with with your organization, maybe the the IT project is going to support, let's say, um, a, a large uh, convention or some type of event. So it's not necessarily selected based on, um, you know, profit, you know, profit uh, maximization or ROI. It's it's selected because it's going to support um, some other program. So that that's important to know as well. So uh, it's all about perspective. So try to learn as much about how your project um, was picked, so you know 
you know, know what's important to the, the folks that are having you do it. Um, probably the, the other thing I'll say about it is um, I think your, your part of the question was, you know, how, how, does your, how does a project fit in with maybe what, what other projects are going on around you? Now, this is, this is a real interesting dimension to it, and I've had a lot of experience with this, and I think I can give you uh, a, a humorous anecdote or two. Um, super important, right? Um, well, let me just give you a, a, a kind of a, a, a anecdotal story. That might be the best way. So I've worked on many uh, high-rise construction projects. I mean, we we built buildings that were, you know, 30 stories, um, you know, mid-rises that were 10 stories, and probably the largest one, maybe 40 stories, and. Um, and you know my responsibility was was IT right so we would you know we would cable the building for for technology you know put in all of the data networks voice networks um, alarm systems uh, security systems every everything that you can imagine so um, <clears throat> you know the folks that were working for me uh, you know what I would ask them you know how they feel about you know what they're doing they said well you know we're you know we're coming in you know at the tail end of the project you know you know sometimes they would even lament you know we're always the last ones in and that's true you know because the the building has to be substantially complete right the the floor you know it's got to be topped off the, the curtain walls up the floors are built out um you know, for the most part, uh, all the studs are in, and the electricians have come in, and they've done all the rough end. And that's when, you know, that's when the, the the IT folks come in with their gear and start laying laying things down. Um, but what I always I try to change their perspective a little bit, and this is what it's all about perspective. I said, you know, we we are at the tail end of the project, but think about it for a second. Um, what I would share with them is. The only thing, um, well, let me put it this. So, so where we are in the process, we may be at the tail end, but we're right before the owner of the building is ready to start bringing in tens of thousands, if not millions of dollars in rent and lease payments. And so that's a whole different perspective, right? So yeah, we're at the end, but the only thing holding up the uh, start of the revenue stream is us. And I tell you that, you know, for a lot of people, that's an eye opener. And uh, that perspective changes um, how they work, how quickly they work. Um, that sort of thing. So perspective is everything, and knowing how your project, kind of where it fits in the broader scheme, the, in a broader project, how it kind of fits in with other programs and things that are going on, really, really important. And, and using the, the construction as an example is my kind of my best way of um, making the point. 
Uh, now we're going to get to something that I think people have heard of before, but I think there's a lot of confusion about. Many end users have heard the terms waterfall and agile thrown around when it comes to project management. So what's the difference between waterfall and agile and how should project managers decide on the approach that they choose? Sure. Yeah. So this is, um, yeah, th this is quite a, quite a topic and has been um, at least for 10, 12, maybe, maybe 15 years. Um, you know, everyone knows Agile, uh, you know, a AKA Scrum or, or vice versa. I think Agile is a subset of Scrum or, or the other way around, but essentially the same. Uh, came out of the software development business, and I think it's uh, absolutely appropriate for software development. And and it could be uh, successfully used on, on smaller projects. I think that's fine. Uh, traditional project management or waterfall project management has been around um, for many more years, at least since um, probably, you know, probably the Second World War uh, when, when the military uh, got heavy into uh, uh, operational science, that sort of thing, and optimization, and was looking for more scientific ways of, um, you know, maximizing time production, that sort of thing. I mean, anytime you're at war, uh, all those things, um, you know, take on a, a, a high sense of urgency. And so, you know, we see a lot of the same tools and waterfall that we see today uh, came out of those kinds of efforts. Um, you know, from the early 40s. The difference between the two, um, in my opinion, is um, planning, you know, how, how that occurs. And, and the, I mean, there's a few more differences, but the biggest one is planning. And then the other one is uh, how frequently teams uh, meet. And so a little bit about waterfall. So waterfall, um, you know, and the reason it's waterfall because if you look at a Gantt chart, right, so you'll see the lines that go across the Gantt chart and they, you know, they end at a certain point. But if you look at it, it tends to be a stair-step case going down and that's the waterfall they're talking about. Um, planning for waterfall projects is uh, mostly done up front. Not everything. I mean, you don't have to plan the entire project up front. Um, but but all of the big stuff gets planned up front. You've got to have a you've got to have a master plan, particularly like if you're going to build, um, you know, a multi-store building or or even a, a home. If you're building a home, um, I, I couldn't imagine building one without a complete architectural rendering of what it's going to look like. So so th these are all classic waterfall type uh, type projects, and planning is done up front. Uh, Scrum slash Agile, uh, it, it uh, takes a slightly different approach to planning. They do minimal planning up front, just enough to get started, uh, but then they meet daily um, to kind of assess where they are and then plan for the next week's or the next day's events. So, so what they do is in Agile is they, they, they plan iteratively uh, all along the way, uh, and that works great. That works really well for software projects because you don't you don't want to get too far into the development 
and find out you know you're going in the wrong direction or it doesn't uh, meet the user's uh, expectations, you can quickly change the program the next day and and then uh, continue on. So. Um, I, I would say, you know, if I had to choose between the two and, and try to figure out when, when to choose between the two, um, in my view, I think the waterfall process works uh, best when there are large uh, sums of money, uh, investments up front. Um, in fact, you, you know, you'll never get a project bond through or a loan through without it. Uh, so heavy investment. Um, large span of control, and what I mean by that is you have many, many disciplines working, many hundreds of people working on a project. Um, these are these are typically very complex endeavors. You know, you're building a ship, building a building, those types of things. Uh, the waterfall uh, is is a better way to go. Less complex, less less people involved. Um, Less upfront money. Uh, that that those are big candidates for for agile. And so, kind of thinking about that for a second, um, one one thing that struck me is you know whether it's agile, whether it's waterfall, <clears throat> you know it at the end of the day they're they're both reflections of what. Um, Dimming described as the plan, do, check, act paradigm, right? So, so they're all essentially planning, doing, checking, and then you know, kind of redoing and acting. And and so in that sense, <clears throat> they're actually more alike than different. And, and I think I think the lesson that I take out of uh, thinking about waterfall, thinking about agile, kind of comparing them. What strikes me as most interesting is the fact that in both methods <clears throat> there's there's a benefit in planning smaller chunks of of work and so let me let me go a little deeper into that with agile um, work is Performed in what they call sprints, right? So you you'll have a sprint for two weeks or three weeks. So it's a fairly small piece of work that needs to be done. It's it's um it's not large. It's it's it, it's small. And then they'll make, they'll meet regularly to make sure they're moving along the, those lines. But the same thing is true in waterfall. I mean, projects that in the traditional sense. Where where you can actually um, break a project, they call it de decompose. If you can decompose the project scope into smaller and smaller chunks, um, you're much better off. Um, mainly because you can get your hands around it, right? You know, smaller chunks are easier to understand. They're easier to manage. They're easier to to, to measure. And so, whether it's agile or whether it's waterfall. The, the size of the work the size of the work component that the piece that you're working on smaller is is always better um, smaller is better because you can you can be assured you can do it you know risk is uh, mitigated um, 
and the results will be better. And you know, as I as I learned about this over the years, what what I finally uh, did was I I connected that dot with um, a, a pre-calculus class that I had many many years ago, but uh, worth mentioning because I know a lot of the folks um, this will resonate with. But but you'll remember from pre-calculus that. Uh, there was a there was a, a German mathematician in the 19th century by the name of um, uh, uh, Riemann or Riemann, and he's known for the the, the Riemann sum or the Riemann sum. Uh, and remember what he did? He was trying to find the area under a curve. And if you remember back, to find that area, it's very difficult, right? But if you break the area up into smaller and smaller uh, rectangles all under the area of the curve and then add up the area of the rectangles, well then you've, you've come up with the best number. And it, it's true whether you're in waterfall or sprint, if you can take the full scope of work <clears throat> and divide it up into smaller and smaller, and to use Riemann's um, way of working, smaller and smaller rectangles, and get those rectangles done. Those are the work packages. Um, you know, your end product is going to be better. You're going to have a more accurate result and a, and a complete result. So, so think about that as you as you plan and as you um, as you think about waterfall and and, and agile and and know that uh, regardless of which one you're using, that smaller work increments are usually better than larger ones. Uh, Dr. Robert Marshall, adjunct professor at Southern New Hampshire University, thank you so much for your time and for uh, discussing project management with us on the program. Jonathan, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, anyone uh, in the future, if, you, if you're so inclined and want to link into me, it'd be my honor, and I just uh, thank you for your time, Jonathan. Thank you for listening to My Tech Decisions Podcast. Here at Tech Decisions, it's our mission to help you do your job better. If you'd like to learn more, head over to www.mytechdecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at MyTechDecisions. I'm your host, Jonathan Blackwood, Managing Editor of Tech Decisions, and you can find me at Blackwood Tweets. Thank you again for listening, and good luck with all of your installations and implementations.